Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Kempi for breakfast, Tuesday, 2nd of August. Good morning to you all. Hope you're up and about watching the Commonwealth Games. Man, it's great to see. Good night for the middles. Tally again, cycling. New Zealand, the big name's Aaron Gate. And Elise Andrews getting the job done. And man, 13 middles. 13 middles for the cycling team over at the Commonwealth Games. Well done. Hell of an effort. Gonna chat about that later in the show for sure, but Kempi, morena to you, Uncle. Oh, How you morena, doing? Izzy. It's freezing up here, mate. It's cold. Gee, it's cold today. It's probably the coldest day of the year, I reckon, so far. Um, getting out getting out and hopping in my car this morning. Um, yeah, it took a while to heat up, but coming here, the boys are hard at it, getting ready for today. Looking forward to it. Lots of medals. Yeah. Just watching the volleyball at the moment. The girls up here, they're hammering it. They're going all right. Nice, nice. I've got, um, I've got uh, Judah. I'm watching a little bit of Judah at the moment. I'll go chuck something else on because there's no Kiwis in there. I've just finished watching the the weightlifting Cam McTaggart. He obviously came sixth last night, and not the result for him, but we still support him. And I'll put something else on throughout the morning. But I just had a message back from Stacey Flula. She is obviously part of this uh, bronze medal 
Sevens team, um, not the result they were after, but I said to her last night, hey, it's a medal more than I ever, ever got, mate. So well done. So, um, But yeah. she's a little bit busy. She was asked if we could chat in 30 minutes as she's heading to watch the Silver Ferns in an hour. So the Silver Ferns are playing um, this morning. So we'll, we'll see if we can get a hold of her. We'd love to chat to her after 7 o'clock, but I'll have a chat to Louis. Uh, during the ad break. So hopefully I've chat to Stacey Flula and then following that we've got the Sal GP. Blair Cherry and Pete Burling winning their maiden event at Plymouth, England. Andy Maloney is part of the team and he had to catch up with the lads yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. So we'll play that for you just after 7.40ish this morning. Uh, well done to the team winning their uh, latest event. They're going to Copenhagen in 18 days to hopefully go back to back uh, and chase down the Australians. Australians that are leaving, leaving that South GP at the moment. So well done. And follow that, we're going to talk some cycling. Like I said earlier, cycling team has been flying at the Commonwealth Games. It's notched up 13 medals at the Games, led by superstars Aaron Gate and Elise Andrews. Eddie Dawkins, former cycling member who had also who was also medaled at previous Games, will join the show and chat about the success in Birmingham. So looking forward to that. That's after 8 o'clock. And then to end the show, it's our privilege and honour to welcome the lovely, the one and only, Aroha. She's going to come on and shed some light on the Formula One and see if anyone can catch Mad Max. Looking forward to that. Chatted to you, Aroha. You're an expert more than any of us. So we appreciate that. That's the show. We'll uh, rip into that. Hopefully we can get Stacey on after 7 o'clock and... Have we chat to her about the Commonwealth Games? But, Louie, how you... Oh, I lost you. There you go. You come back. Camera just went <laughs> off and on. How you going, team? Yeah, mate, I'm good. I'm here. Um, Alice Zyman and Shauna Polly, our friends. Shauna Polly carving it up on the sand right now in Birmingham. Uh, it looks like they do the, they're doing the uh, beach volleyball really cool in a little stadium there. they got, like, singers and dancers, and it's a real festival vibe, and... They are absolutely carving it up. They're so good, to be honest. They're just like athletic, and as I've been, as Sean has been saying, like their rapport over the last two years. Remember, they travelled the world in COVID times together. They just look like their best mates. So like hugging after every point, like having a laugh. Like, oh, sorry, I stuffed that one up. Just happy go lucky, good Kiwis. So they would be probably some of my favorite athletes of these games i reckon just because i remember when shauna came on and she was had some pretty loose chat and i followed her on instagram since then and just seen where she's it's it's taken her around the world the last 18 months and it would be really rewarding if they got a if they got a medal so right now 12-4 up over ghana in the first set and to be honest i look like they're doing it in a canter if i'm being serious about it yeah, man, I'm just turned it on now. Yeah, they're getting up. That's a tough sport. Have you played? Have you played a bit of beach volleyball, man? Like obviously being on the sand dunes, oh, Uncle. Imagine yeah. that. The burn on oh, the legs. Being... <laughs> and the sandpit. Give them the sandpit. These girls do it for a living, gunk. Oh no. And yeah. you're punish. You're punishing the leagueies, <laughs> man. They're laughing at you when you're telling the leagueies to get in the sandpit. Yeah, some people travel over the top of the sand quite easily, mate. The league boys were a bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> for years, I remember. I remember our coach back in Newcastle, mate. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop training until basically everyone spewed. You know, mm. that's that was his. We didn't have uh, GPS on the back of us then. It was a it was a sign going, yeah, no, nah, not training hard enough. Keep going, and we just run up and down these sand sand dunes in Newcastle. Now they're a punishment running on that stuff. 
Yeah, it's tough work. It's tough work, man, trying to do some sand dudes. But hopefully uh, the, the volleyball crew can get up and get the job done overnight, and we're going to react throughout the morning, no doubt. Got uh, Eddie Dawkins coming on to chat about cycling New Zealand. 13 medals, lads. 13 medals. After what has gone on, to be able to come out like that, you, you'd think cycling New Zealand would just breathe a... A breath of fresh air, wouldn't they? Just get taking the heat off them and just kind well, of. Well, that's see, that's the that's the only issue. It sort of happens in yeah. rugby league all the time. Is the boys yeah. go out and play so well on the football field, it sweeps all the all the other stuff under the carpet. We can't forget what's actually gone on just because they've won so many medals. But mate, they've yeah. done really well. They are, you know, they're the 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 pick every morning. You're waking up at the moment. You're seeing the cyclists going around. They picked up and another four medals. The boys said this morning, um, mate, they're on fire. They're on fire. Me and my son were watching it yesterday. He goes, he goes. What about the quads on them, Dad? Like that? And I'm, I know. Yeah, he's he's six foot three, mate. He hadn't got a quad on him. Um, <laughs> and he's just looking at these cyclists. Okay, mate, you sit on that bike for that long too, and your quads will grow grow <laughs> like tree trunks. But they're just so good, man. That's um, we're just watching the weightlifting here too. Our girls just smashed and smashed. Eighty eight kgs. Eighty eight, mate. That clean and jerk. Did you do plenty of that stuff too? Is it training? You guys do cleans and oh man, yeah. It's a, a lot of the boys are really difficult. good at it. I I just couldn't get like you know how you got to catch it on your on your chest. I just didn't have the flexibility here to, to get your arms up like that, man. Some of the boys, uh, Richie Wonga, he's really good at it. Aaron Smith, the younger boys. If if you do it for a really young age, um, it, it's great. But no, I wasn't. No, I just worked till my my lower body a eh, trying to get my quads strong and and my glutes firing. So yeah, that's where all the speeds for the outside backs. But mate, weightlifting some of these athletes, the the, the depth they get on the catch, yeah, you pretty, know, pretty and they just drop it down. I'm like, mate, their bums are nearly on the ground, and then they just heave it up. Nah, it's a great watch. I love it. Love it. Love the sport on the telly at the moment. Let's and uh, hopefully we can keep going. And, and I was reading Tom Walsh's um, comments. Did you see him firing some shots at Jack O'Gill? Already? No, I missed that. What does he, what's he saying? Yeah. He says, oh, you know, oh, he says something like, Jack O'Gill's got to have to have a great day to beat me. I'm, you know, like, if I have a bad day, he'll beat me. But if I have a good day, there's no chance. Pretty much just said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fiery. Because there's no Americans here. So the Americans have beaten him in the last couple of events over in um at the world champs uh they've obviously got a quality side so he is a favorite going into this so he's expected to pick up gold but um yeah he's just just come out with a little bit of uh words some solid words which i haven't been used to from tommy walter i play golf from him every wednesday when he's down there in crosshairs and he's a pretty friendly guy i don't know he had a bit of chat in him it's quite funny to see oh nice maybe maybe you can sort of work on it with him you got plenty of chat <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can oh, give us some tips. I don't, have, I don't have that chat. That chat. I just talk. Yeah. But and how good has the pool been? Like I watched a lot of that last night and caught up on um, on the swimming. Man, we we got a, mm. you know the uh, I think it's a was it the backstroke, the backstroke. What's the what's the kid? He's racing for gold today. He got beaten by oh point. I think it was point two hundred of a second, and he's in the final. No, Andrew Jeffcoat. Andrew Jeffcoat, mate. Did you see that race? Like, no. he's getting, mate, he's getting beaten. He's getting beaten. He turns for home. He's getting beaten. He's like a length down. Like, there's a lot lot in swimming, eight. You don't think he's going to catch him. And then he just comes out of nowhere. And the, and the, all the talk was about this Australian's got to do it, you know, like, he's the one to beat. And then Jeffcoat comes over the top of him and smashes him in the semi. 
So I'm looking forward to that race today, man. It'll be um, it'll be good. There's a South African, a really good South African in that race as well. So those are up. Those are up this morning in the pool. I love the pool. I reckon watching all those those guys and how fast they travel in that water, oh, amazing. What about what about the, the, the? I was reading some 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 rift. There's a bit of a rift in the Australian swimming team at oh, the moment. Yes. Well, that, I, I was or following that, just that been story. Up? <laughs> no, I don't know because I'm always you know as we know I'm team media. So <laughs> whenever an athlete says, "Oh, the media is making this up," the media is never making it up. The, the media mm. media members don't just, despite what some athletes like to say, th- like imagine and administrators like to imagine, media members don't just turn up to events and just go, do you know what would be funny? Is if we started a rumour that there is a rift in this camp and that doesn't happen. And it's Cam Chalmers, who's the fastest, he's, he's the gun Aussie swimmer, and uh, Emma McKeon who has become Australia's most successful Commonwealth Games Olympian ever, I'm pretty sure. They can't catch her mm. in the water. I'm pretty sure it's her. Uh, yep. It is her, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. So Cody yep. Simpson. <laughs> I mean, it's brilliant yes. because he's a pop star. And he's coming and yeah. he's Mr. Steel Yo Girl. And Cam Chalmers. And then they, they reckon... It's neighbours, mate. They reckon that Cam Chalmers hasn't, didn't want to congratulate or didn't even talk to her after they won the mixed relay. And then he's denying it. And he's and then he's saying, my, my grandma's crying. And is he like, to be fair, like, as you pointed out a few weeks ago, you never know, you know, you, the family is reading this stuff. But I was thinking, like... Mate, all that I've said is that you're in a, stuck in a bit of a love triangle. Like, there's worse, worse things have been said about a bloke. <laughs> mate, have you have you seen the rig on him, Cody Simpson? Which one, Go yeah, Simpson? Mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, I'm not surprised him is not. Holy, he's got. He is a he is a beautiful man, mate. He's dating like like he's he's been like you know Bella Hadid. Like these supermodels, like these pop stars, like Selena Gomez. I don't know if it's Selena Gomez, but and yeah, you know, like she's obviously the most successful. Even McKeon's the most successful uh, Commonwealth Games Olympian ever, but um, Commonwealth Games Olympian, Commonwealth Games athlete ever. But um, Cody Simpson, like he's got pedigree, doesn't he? He's not. He's no slouch off the couch. Like he's clearly coming in here with some senior, serious form behind him. There'd be some. There'd be some posturing. You know that as he. Eh? There'd be some posturing oh, within the man. team. You can't be in a, a you can't be a professional competitor and not being like I'm oh, mate I'm, I'm getting I'm getting done I here. I can understand Chalmers pain. I can understand it now. <laughs> I, I, I can understand it. He just feels belittled, and I'm just he's just like he wants to go home, and I can understand why. Yeah, <laughs> around. he's just been showing up like Cody Simpson with 4.6 million followers and a hell of a rig. I don't, think, I don't think the Rifters doing anything to their medal chances, mate. They're whipping it up in the pool, the Aussies. Yeah, mate, with a team name like the Dolphins, you just, it's so, they're so good. Uh, Alice Zyman and Shauna Polly, they are, have taken the first set comprehensively against Ghana, and yeah, 21 10. They are on fire out there. So, one more of those, and they'll be looking very healthy. Just to, what have we got to look forward to this morning, uh, guys? I'll have. Uh, just do a quick run through. So the the Silver Ferns, that's where Stacey Flula is hoping to get off to. That's at 7 a.m. against Malawi. So they'll probably lose by about 30 goals, said Kez before the show. Um, 23 <laughs> away from 8. 
we have got the men's 50 metre backstroke final, Andrew Jeffcoat. That's who Kempi was. <laughs> I, can't, I can't look at Kez. No, mate. Kez ain't happy. I can't look at Kez. I've got the silver fans. Come on, girls. I've got the silver. Kids also has the silver fans, obviously. Um, uh, we've got the Andrew Jeffcoat <laughs> in the 50 metre back, backstroke. We've got the women's 50 metre butterfly final. Helena Gasson in that at 7.43. She swam so well, too, to get through to oh, that final. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, swam yeah. really, really well. Uh, we've got more beach volleyball than New Zealand men's, ta- men, men's team, who have been going real good against Tuvalu at 8 a.m., as well as the Black Sticks men at 8 a.m. against the Aussies. That'll be a, oh, that'll be a fierce that's the ga- game. It's got to be the game of the of the Commonwealth, isn't it? That one there, the Black... Come on, the Black Sticks men. Get those Aussies. Oh, just a little, little, little stick to the shin or something. Just, yeah. I would. I know you would. And then uh, the three-on-three women's semi-final versus Canada at eight thirty. Is... Our boys got knocked out of the quarters by Canada. Yeah, it's a mate. That was I quite like how you see how aggressive that three-on-three basketballers is. Like they don't call fouls. Like they look for fouls, but the referees don't call them. You're like, man, there's a foul, and they're just sort of shoving <laughs> each other and guys ending up on their backs. He said, "We'd, She's we'd pretty be, full noise, eh? We'd be pretty good it's, at that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, that, you'd be you'd be great at setting that bloody screen up there, Uncle. Get those big shoulders, and ain't no one getting around you. That oh, wind, no, he's got a big tall timber. But yeah. no, no, I've watched it. It's bloody um, it's very very physical. It is indeed. Uh, the track cycling team says Tim, how good are they going? Are oh, so good. And we're chatting to Eddie Dawkins after eight a.m. today. I've got a question for E. Dawkins about the guy Corbin Strong, who was in that forty kilometer final, four thousand meter final. Sorry. And he did a lot of the donkey work to get Campbell Stewart over the line for the second. So we got the Quinella, the Aaron Gate uh, Stewart Quinella, first and second, gold and silver. And it was Corbin Strong who did a lot of the hard yakka. And I want to ask what it's like being that guy and how selfless these track cyclists are a lot of the time. So that's what we got coming up, Is it? A big morning today at 20 minutes past six. Can't wait question of the day. But... As an aside, completely from the Commonwealth Games, it's Tuesday, and we've got a test football rugby game this weekend. I know they're a wee bit over, offshore, so they're a little bit out of sight, out of mind. But with the context of we, where we were at with the All Blacks and how closely and how much is riding on this game, my simple can't wait question of the day is, where are you at with the All Blacks? Are you following along? Are you watching? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Is it out of mind? Are you not thinking about them because the Commonwealth Games is on? Where are you at with the All Blacks? 0800 150 Take this any which way you would like to. Kim Peters, they'll give their answers after this. 20 minutes past six. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And by the way... Kimpy, the Musashi stocks have been replenished. Oh, man, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> very, very good. Okay. Oh, there's something else on there. You know what who it is? is on there? Robbie, backpack. Is that soap? We Leave that alone, Pimolive, Robbie. Pimolive body butter manuka honey, Rob. Oh, that's coming straight in my backpack. Regarding <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's backpack. There's some sorbid uh, tissues. Oh, it actually fully has been replenished. All right, I'm going to go dig into that. We'll be back. All Blacks, this weekend, Springboks. Where are you at? Take it any which way you want. 21 minutes past six. 26 and a half past six o'clock, and I can confirm the Rocky Road Musashi Bar is definitely the best on offer so far. So, yeah. It'll be gone by tomorrow. That, those, that, those two boxes in here, gone. That's my expert 
uh, opinion. Anyway. <laughs> um, Richie says, All Blacks, who cares? That's for the weekend. Too busy celebrating our Commonwealth Games athletes. And Richie, that's exactly what I was wondering. Do you, it's Tuesday of a test week, which is so highly anticipated, but do you really, really care? 0800-150-811. Izzy, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as Richie, to be honest. I'm just, um, I really thought about it. Yesterday, I, I just, when I was flying home, I was like, wow, there's a test match tonight. We, um, you know, I thought about later in the week getting some guests, so I flicked out a few messages to some some uh, Springbok champions to get, have a chat to them later in the week. But in all honesty, I'm just fixed, fixated on this Commonwealth Games. Currently watching the um, Volleyball Girls, and just getting a real understanding and, and an inkling to to these new athletes that, that I've had no idea about. You know, particularly in the cycling, we touched on it yesterday, uh, and it's been awesome just to really hear their stories and and what it means for them. So now nah, I'm I'm 100 focused on Commonwealth Games, and then I'll get to probably Thursday, Friday, and then we'll probably start focusing on that. And then obviously NPC starts this weekend too, so our provincial game. So there's lots happening, but right now. Commonwealth Games for me, boys. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And, and you're right, though. The rugby is actually really busy, especially with a lot of um, club finals this weekend as well. So it'll probably ramp up later in the week. Kimpy, but th- this is a, I can't understate how important this game is at the same time. So it's got to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, oh, look, I've been uh, following the the press uh, in and around the rugby. The obviously the interview Jason Pine with um, the CEO and 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 the travelling and and whatever's been written about them. So. I think it's really important, uh, a game for them this week, the All Blacks. Uh, I think the two tests are really important because I think there's something, you know, if they don't get it, Izzy, there's something that's going to come at the back end of it. So even though people are watching the Commonwealth, I know Kiwis, and as soon as the All Blacks get mentioned, that test um, hits the ground running, they'll be wanting to know what the result is and, and where we go to from here. So uh, it'll be, it'll, it might be at the back of everyone's mind while the Com Games and all these medals are coming, but I tell you what, come the weekend, there'll be only one game on. You know, you don't care what Commonwealth, what's happened in the Commonwealth, everyone will be on the All Blacks. I wonder what. Top... Yeah, we just don't, we just don't hear from them. Just don't hear from them. So I just don't. Yeah. So I'm just focusing on these athletes that we hear from every single day, and then hopefully later in the week we hear something from out of the camp. It's, hey, a, it's the opposite it's of what silently. they told us. It's the opposite of what they told us at the at the meeting of transparency and and communication, isn't it? Wow. Mm-hmm. I, hey, just for those playing along at home, I have sent a, a request out. So, uh, send that out. Send it, hey, any day, preferably not 1 a.m. our time, but we can be flexible with typeies. Any day. So, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I'll, I'll get up. I'll get up. Okay. Robbie will come in and record it. Yeah, thanks, Robbie. Um, well, interestingly enough, the game is at 3.05 a.m., which is a Sunday, which is my only sleeping day for the week. Um, <laughs> some long, hard questions need to be asked of myself and my dedication if I watch that game live. You'll Com- be that time in Fiji. Oh. <laughs> Uh, just getting, just getting home, just getting home from the bar time for you. I just, just gonna drop the mic. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh my, that is just unbelievable. Anyway, com games are bloody good for those All Blacks, taking the eyes off them. 
One of my favourites is Moving in Silence. That's what they need from Jonathan. And excited to see what influences Jace Ryan has had with the limited time. Not getting up early, though. We'll cook a feed and watch with breakfast. Five out of ten for excitement. John, I might be with you. Where do you live? What do you have in your cooked breakfast? A bit of baked beans? A little bacon? A little hashy? 29 away from 7. Keep those messages coming through. What's your excitement on the All Blacks? Sean Apolli and Alice Simon are absolutely flying over there in their volleyball match. They are two sets up now and uh, cruising. As they look to medal, and we'll be watching the swimming later on, the netball and the hockey. Plenty to follow on Izzy and Keep You for Breakfast here. SCNZ Commonwealth Games 2022. How good is it? SNZ, welcome into your Tuesday, 2nd of August 2022. Tamari Martin, three years, Kempi. Whoa. Good business? Wow. Yeah, well, yep, well, look, he's a good he's a good player, he's a good kid. Um, obviously, they, they talked that they had him a couple of weeks ago, he's been negotiating that deal. Good on him for getting three years out of them. So, mate, yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good signing, good, a good replacement especially uh, with Sean getting on, probably not seeing out that three years, a, a fitting replacement to go back straight back into the halves. My thoughts. Love that signing. Love yeah. that signing. That was big news from you, Aroha. I love that. Got me excited. I just rocked back in my chair and looked at Kempe and he got a little smile on the side. So, yeah, I think that's uh, going to be great for him. Come back and his whanau's all obviously here. So, Ooh. hopefully... His form for the Broncos can transition to the Warriors. We've seen it lots over the last many years when we've had quality come over and they just haven't been able to kick on. So please, I hope he can come over and just really get under Webster and, and have, a, have a solid couple of years. Crazy he's only 26. It just seems crazy to me. He's been in our lives for so long. Uh, the only thing I'd point out here is Katie Brown's broken the story and she's the same person that duped Wayne Bennett. So... <laughs> Uh, tube staffy with Wayne Bennett, so let's just be yeah, weary. <laughs> oh no, I don't know what to try to leave now. I'm so gullible. Well, you, you, for a second there, you thought that I was taking the piss out of you about the horses having the same birthdays today. No, no, no. I read it. I read it on Tiako's um, Instagram page too, mate. They were celebrating, so I believe you. Lots of horse care. Uh, you know, like horse cakes going around yesterday. Lots, lots of horse carrots. Horse carrot carrot cakes. Um, that was good. I actually got my my uh, 2022 Stallion book. So the New Zealand Thoroughbred, like, by the way, loveracing.nz, your home for everything Thoroughbred Racing. The New Zealand Thoroughbred Breeders Association and Justin, Justine Slater, even though I don't have any broodmares, she always sends me their um, 2022 with their new register and it's like a beautifully printed book and you go through and read all the pedigrees of all the different stallions. I was having a flick through yesterday, went and stopped in on Tarzino. Tarzan. The big boy? Yep. We've, oh. seen Jane, we've seen Jane to Tarzan. The big boy. Jeez, the big boy. And he's his progeny. Cinerama, she did her best work, what, over 2,000 metres? Tarzino. Breeding derby winners and oaks winners, just leaving them for fun. Gypsy goddess. Jungle magnate. Keep, keep going. Imagine, keep going. imagine 
you know, but the thing about Cinerama is she's got that extreme fitness. What Tarzino being the son of Tavistock really exemplifies that good Kiwi staying breed. But what she has is she had a turn of foot. She was a bit lazy. She just was a bit silly. But Tarzino's none of that. Oh, man. Champion on the way. <laughs> you know it. I can't so, wait. So when when when's the champion here? <laughs> well, What's the first of all, they got to take. First of all, they got to take. So I'll just play play that one under. Just keep it under the table. So she is twenty twenty. So it's, yeah, in about twenty eight days. I don't know when she's booked for, but the first of spring is the first of the breeding season, and that's where the big boys get very busy. Um, Tarzino will be very busy this year with his recent success. So we'll have to work out when he's when Cinerama's off and yeah, cross your fingers and toes that she takes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with Al, Sheikh Sharok, and uh, I'll get all the all the bully and um, yeah, we'll share some of that news as it happens. Mm, yeah, it's very exciting. Now, the other one for you here's an interesting thought experiment. This weekend, Dragon Leap, Imperatriz. On the Bubbles and on Trivier are all going to be in the same race at Royal mm. Kaka. So instead of trialling on Trivier again after she trialled pretty poorly on the synthetic, but maybe she just didn't like the synthetic, Tiako and Mark Walker have decided just to take her up there for a race. How do you price that market up? Who starts favourite? On the Bubbles, Dragon Leap, Imperatriz and on Trivier. And the catch here is... On the bubbles will only be carrying about fifty three kgs because on triviers are rated I don't know but maybe like one hundred and seven or maybe even more than that I'm not sure exactly what she's rated so she's going to stretch the ratings out so she'll have a claimer on I'd say um, Imperatriz will have Opie Bossin on and then on the bubbles will be down that bottom in that fifty three kgs it's only over eleven hundred meters I'm pretty sure. I don't really know who's going to start favourite here. You could make a case for pretty much all three of them. Dragon Leap will probably be third or fourth favourite. Um, but it's very exciting to see. So when the bookies open that uh, book tomorrow at about 2pm, it'll be I'll be so curious to know what they kind of, how much respect they're giving those classy ones. And then actually this weekend, seeing them go, this is the start of a very busy preparation for the nice horses. So it's pretty exciting. We're in August, uh, early August, and we've got the nice ones back at the races, Izzy. Oh, it's so good, Louis. So good. This is what I've been chipping away in the winter, waiting for this opportunity when they come back. Obviously, Imperatria has trialled not so long ago, eh? Because Mark Walker trialled them up. Uh, had a wee trial with them all, didn't he? And then that, uh, was it Imperatria that flew home? Oh, yeah. She just she looked like a beast. And I think mm. Opie's going to be back on her to start the prep. That'd have yeah. to be favourite. Okay. After its recent yeah. trial form. Yeah. Yeah. Is Opie back? Has he dropped the weight as he is? he back? Well, she's going to be carrying 59 kgs, I oh, think. He's okay. He's okay then. So he's, he's, he can still squeeze on there just. Um, I, I think you're right. I think she'll be favourite. I, look, I, I kind of this is an interesting thought experiment I did yesterday with a couple of mates. I reckon maybe you get three bucks in Peritres, 340 on Trivia, 420 on the bubbles. But then you could tell me that they shorten on the bubbles because of the lightweight. I reckon on the bubbles is going to be an, if you can get close to two bucks a place on the bubbles, is just a huge chance. Mm. Um, yeah. And he's going to be, he won't know himself with that lightweight 
Anyway, that's very exciting. They, I see they do need more numbers for the uh, Grand National down there at Canterbury, though, for Winter Cup Day. So hopefully they can sort that out. It'd be such a shame to see that uh, meet not run with the amount of zest and vigour it has been. Alice Zyman and Shauna Polly are through. They have done it 19 and 21. They have won in straight sets over Malau. No, I can't remember who it was now. Um, but, yeah, they look very, Ghana. very sharp. Who was it? Ghana. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. So they looked very, very sharp. So well done to those girls. We'll be following their action throughout. As the swimmers, the pool is in action this morning. We've got plenty coming up after 7 o'clock. But right now, it's time for Quizzy Dig. 811 a trip with Willamette Travel to the Gold Coast Boost Mobile 500 is on the line. And a $50 TAB bonus bet as well if you want to bet back on the bubbles this weekend. Give us a call. 0800 150 Take on the Quizmaster, the Ismaster. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. On your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811, you're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Yes, someone's going. Let's go. Let's rip straight into it. Uncle, you got the clues ready? I'm all ready. Yeah. Stay on top of it, Louis. Keep them in check with those cues. Have a look over them, please. They're not Baz McCullum clues. Don't worry about that. Oh, he didn't, uh, didn't like that sledge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, boys. Here we go. Question number one. We're going to go to Richie from Upper Heart. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, morning, mate. Good luck. Here we go. The EPL starts up again this Saturday. Which club has won the most EPL titles? Menu. Ooh, ah, Cantona. Menu is correct. Question <laughs> number two. Elise Andrews and Aaron Gate join Yvette Williams and which other Kiwi to secure a hat-trick gold medals at one Commonwealth Games? Oh, Gary Anderson. Oh. Can, can you give me the year? It was on the TV this morning. What year? Oh. That's a Commonwealth game. Probably 98, 94. Ooh, no. 1990. See you later. Better luck next time. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three, Richie. 
Question number three. How many medals have our Kiwi cyclists won so far? 13. 13. Richie's always That's right. the Aussies okay. by one. Yes. Just yeah, Kiwis. Just winning the last one. Yeah, just smile on his face anyway. Question number four. How many games have a Otago Nuggets won in the Sal's NBL so far? They're not down the bottom. Um, about a 29. Oh, Louis, count him down. <laughs> well, I didn't think Richie was one of those guys. I didn't think Richie was like that. There's got to be an investigation into this. Honesty, Richie. Honesty. Did you Google it? No. That's the plot. <laughs> That's luck. Okay. I believe you, Richie. Plot. I believe you. Here, here we go. Question number five to go a full clean slate. How many tries has Alec Johnston scored in the NRL this season? Five. Four. Three, two, one. Ooh, that is incorrect. Sorry, Richie. Have a good day, mate. We'll chat to you tomorrow. We'll go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, boys. How are we? Good, Jade. Good. Here we go. This is your time to shine, my friend. How many tries has Alex Johnson scored in the NRL this season? Couldn't get a clue from all done for Kiwi today. Ooh, yep. But depending what clue is, yep. You have a listen to this one is double figures. Oh, it's a crypto. Uh, I'm gonna try twenty-two, eh? <laughs> oh, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice clue, Kimpy. That's a nice clue. And Jade, well, you got it. You're on the money, mate. You won a $50 and you're going in the draw. And guess what? You're coming with right, me? Kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming with you for sure. But Kiz has messaged the group. Is that right or is he just having a little dig? No, that's right. That's right. Oh, a month away. We're a month out from the draw, team. So, so Jade. We're a month out. That makes that means we've got twenty quizzes to go. Or yeah, twenty quizzes to go. So there's twenty chances for new people to get in the draw. So if you got friends, you got family, you want to double your chance, you better start knuckling down. Jade takes a little fifty dollar TB bonus bet there as well, which no doubt he'll enjoy on the com games. Giz, what's going on with you today, mate? You're flinching, you're kinda just uh Are you nervous? No, I don't know. I just sort of Came in this morning really fired up for some reason. I think it's because, yeah, stayed up, watched a bit of Com Games. I think I've just got, I think I call it medal fever. You know, I'm just sort of itching for another medal, that next one. I'm trying to chase down that 58 like we did in 1990. So You want that? You want that clink? I do. I do. I live for the clink, as they say. Silver Ferns gold. Yeah, well, you said All Blacks to win no games for the rest of the year. So thank you very much. (laughs) Give that one away. Switch, well, switch it up. Wait, Throw we'll, the blame. We'll get an inkling from Stacey Flula. She's at, she's going the game, and she's going to join us after 7 o'clock. She's obviously part of the Blackburn Sevens team, but she's going to be there. We'll, we'll get a little understanding. We'll see how they're warming up, you know, what are they, how they're looking. 
and then that'll, that'll give us our little take on it, I guess. Hey. 13 plus. Silver Ooh. Ferns, 13 <laughs> plus this morning. Declared it. I'll tell you that. Ooh. Yeah, right now. Hey, um, Izzy, I'll tell you what. Kempi and me were watching the TV before, and old Cam Chalmers was walking past. He'd just won gold, another gold. Yeah. And he's walking He's walking around the stadium. And you know how they get given that little teddy bear or whatever it is? Everyone's walk, The other guys are walking around the stadium waving. He's just throwing it up and down on the spot, just like... Get me out of here. <laughs> get, get me. I saw it too. Get me out of here. Six and a half away from seven. We'll be back. We'll be back the to wrap are, the air. The boys are ruthless. <laughs> of course they are. Cody Simpson's ruthless. He's a pop star. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. All right, Izzy, Kempe, rapid fire around the grounds. Uh, one each. Swimming, 7.37. Men's 50 metre backstroke final. Andrew Jeffcoat. Kempe? Wins. 7.43, swimming, women's 50-metre butterfly final, Helena Gasson, is he? Second. 8 a.m., beach volleyball, NZ men versus Tuvalalu, Kempi? Wins. Win. 8 a.m., hockey, Black Sticks men versus Australia, Thrashes is he? them. Black Sticks, 3-2. Kempi? 8-0. 8.30, 3x3 basketball, women's semi-final versus Canada, Kempi? Wins. Is he? Win. Commonwealth Games, 2022, wow. second of August, loving it. I want more. You know what I want more of? Actually, we had four overnight. <laughs> oh look, he's smiling. <laughs> love it, love it. And let's hopefully we get another one with the silver fans. Stacey Flula, she's won bronze. She's coming up shortly. We're gonna have a chat to her, but before then. I'm going to go get me a McCafe coffee. Here's Aroa with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday, the 2nd of August. It's just after 7 o'clock. Welcome in. Big couple of hours ahead of us. We're going to be talking more Commonwealth Games, cycling, rugby, netball, Sale GP as well. We had some success uh, in the Sale GP. Pete Burling, Blair Chute. We had a chat to Andy Maloney. He was part of the team as they won in the Sale GP from, in Plymouth. Their first win, their maiden victory. So well done to them. And we're going to chat to Andy Maloney. Uh, the boys chatted to him yesterday, and we'll play that for you at 7.40ish. But coming up, we're going to talk to Stacey Flula. She's an absolute champion. And she she's uh, obviously part of the Black Ferns team that won bronze medal. Not the medal that they're after, but something 
more than I ever, ever came close to. The middle tally is looking healthy up in Birmingham, and although it might not have been the colour they wanted, bronze medal for our men's and women's sevens team shows how competitive the world of sevens can be every single year. Stacey Flula is a champion on and off the field, and she's with us now. She's at the Silver Ferns game. We appreciate your time. Stacey, how are you? Hey, Rogue. Yeah, no, I'm good as. And um, don't, please don't mock me for my voice. I promise. I promise. It's just from, like, you know, yelling at the girls on the field, not because of something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stacey, Stacey. Oh, don't you come on here and tell me that, Yarn. Hey, mate, how's it been? How's it been? Obviously... Uh, it's been a while since the game, but what's been happening? What have you guys been up to? Yeah, nah, it's been cool. Um, mixed emotions. Obviously, you said it wasn't the gold that we wanted. Mm. We, we're calling our medal a rosé gold, though. It's quite pretty, <laughs> so we'll take that for now. Um, yeah. But, yeah, nah, it's cool. It's been an awesome three days competing, obviously. Um, we had a good start. We had good momentum, and then we played our worst game, unfortunately, against Aussie in that semi-final, so... A little bit gutted. It was very hard to sleep that night, but we managed to pull back and obviously take that bronze home. Um, but yeah, we head home tomorrow, which sucks. Um, but we managed yeah. to get some tickets to the weightlifting and the netball tonight. So yeah, just making the most of it. <laughs> awesome. Hey, we're, we're really proud of you. Obviously, both the men's and the women's, uh, not the result that you're after. But, you know, it was a quality time over there. And what, what, what can you take, put that game down to, obviously, against Australia? You got the lead, you had the pressure on. What was the key learnings or focuses from out of that game that you, that you took away? Yeah, we did have some quality game time over here and it's, it is a bit sad because we're, we're probably a bit undercooked in terms of game time mm. compared to some of the other ones out there. Um, but for us, I haven't actually watched the game. I, I can't, I'm, I'm just still too gutted. We'll, we'll watch it when we need to watch it. But from what I can remember being mm. on the field and being on the side, there were key moments that we really, really didn't nail. So too many turnovers. Mm. Our hunting in threes wasn't good enough. We got turned over way too many times, which gave Aussie the opportunity to attack, use their flair, use their speed. Um, and they just got around us way too many times. Yes. Um, I also think we didn't like give enough mongrel. Um, you mm. know, the last, the three games before that, man, we were on fire. Well, that's what I think mm. anyway. And then we kind of went into our shell a little bit and that's not like us. So yeah, a bit of a shock, um, but it's just the sport, right? And you know, you know yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And unfortunately yeah. it just wasn't our day. <laughs> hey, Stacey, yeah. <laughs> talking about the big moments, um, what, what do you think those moments were, especially when you you sort of look like you were coming home really strong uh, and just couldn't quite get it? Yeah, I think, I suppose, the, fir the, the biggest moment that stands out to me was that last play. Um, obviously, they got a yellow card. We had a had our attacking scrum right, on that, right in our green zone, right in front of our um, goal line, and all we needed to do was get the ball to the edge to score because we had that one-man overlap, but... Unfortunately, we were too flat. Aussie D came up, swarmed us, and managed to turn us over and, and create a, um, a penalty right at the end. So, yeah, it's like I said, it's moments like those that you, we, we can't we can't blame players though. Um, it, it's obviously mm. a team sport, and I already talked about there were way too many turnovers in the middle of the game. Uh, we didn't have a strong start. Um, that's lacked. Uh, we lacked that quite a bit um, with our game. So. 
we need to start strong so that we can finish strong. <laughs> nice. Oh, Stace, we're, we're proud of you. And we know you're, you're busy at the netball now, so we won't hold you too long. But what's next for you? What's next for you mm. and the Seven Skills? So you're coming home. Have you put your name in to have a crack at the black uh, at the 15s game? Oh, are you digging, is he? Are you digging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Well, oh, okay, okay. Well, it's actually getting announced, isn't it, in an hour's time? So I might have to make you wait. Mm. Nah, just jokes, just jokes. Um, <laughs> I, have <put> my, <laughs> I have put my hand up um, to play the World Cup. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, only a handful of the girls have been released to play the mm. Laurie O'Reilly series. So I'm not going to give names, but I am not yeah. playing in the next couple of weeks, yeah. unfortunately. Um, be there supporting and watching. Uh, but there are some seven skills that will be available. And then we go into camp next Monday um, up in Auckland yeah. for a few days. And that's pretty much our, our last trial to try and make the squad for the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, it's a big few weeks coming up, chipping and changing between 7s and 15s because we're obviously heading to South Africa um, beginning of September yeah. because we have 7s World Cup over there too. Um, but looking forward wow. to it, you know, gutted about this oh. So we want to try and win win two more um, golds at these next two World Cups. <laughs> yeah, you have a decent chance too. You're a decent chance of winning those, um, Stace. And, and, the, and the difference between Hopefully. the 7s seven, and the 15s, you, you, you give yourself a chance? Sorry, sorry, missed that. What was that? Oh, do you give yourself a chance in the 15s for the World Cup? Yeah, well, trying. I mean, I've, I've, I'm probably lucky in terms of I've been able to switch between both, which mm. has been quite cool. Um, and I know times are changing now. They want to kind of keep the same players in, in the environment. With the 15s being professional, and fair enough. Um, Obviously, it's growing in both areas, um, but I still want to try and, you know, play for as long as I can in both codes. Is, is that transition quite quite challenging, Stace, like going from 7s to the 15s game? Do you find it quite a difficult, or, you know, you're so young still, so it's, it's not too bad? <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. I'm still young, eh? <laughs> um, no, I honestly, like, I know a, a few girls do find it difficult at times, but because I've done it mm. since I started eight years ago, I don't actually mind the transition. Um, there are a couple of changes, obviously, more fields, um, less fields to play with than 15s and more people there. Um, but yeah. it's more so um, the, the long trainings, eh? It's, it's just hard being on your feet for so long for 15s compared to 7s. <laughs> we're, we're done and dusted in an hour. I know it's more intense yeah. at 7s, but, you know, we're kind of conditioned for it, so... There are challenges, but I love it. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I love a challenge. <laughs> Beautiful. Say. So we'll let you back to the Silver Ferns. Go the Silver Ferns. Appreciate you coming on the show and uh, breaking that news for us. Appreciate it. <laughs> love, love your mahi, Stace. Thank you. All good. Thanks, Bryce. Thank you for having me. Awesome. There she is. Stacey Flula. She's obviously won the bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games, and she's going in there to watch the Silver Ferns. We appreciate her time, lads. Awesome. She's got so much. She's got so much energy. She's so good. Oh, there's yeah. little Tilly just coming. Oh, do you put a, a V8 motor on the back of that yet for her? Is? She's got a V8. She's got a red cast, too. So she's got the Crusaders cast, eh, baby? <laughs> yeah. Is that the way? Has that been replaced? Did they colour it? Been replaced. Well, they had to replace it, mate. It was falling apart, the amount of... <laughs> crawling around she did on it. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, no, Stace is a good, she's a good sort, mate. Full of full of energy, and I've, I've been watching her um, footy. I like I like watching her play. She's got speed, mate. Built right, um, you know, low to the ground, tough. You know, it's a good, good, mm. good kid. So um, all the best for her. I hope she, I hope she actually makes that World Cup team because she's a type of person you put who probably put her name first on the sheet because you need that type of person in your football team for um, that culture, building that culture. So interesting mm, to hear her better. say that one thing though about you know like the difference in the training session. You know, being involved in that seven circuit and how quick they they wrap this, their sessions up. Yeah, Wayne Smith would have him out there for at least three hours, wouldn't he? Is three hours maybe? Three hours, yeah, yeah, you'd be about three and a half. Be about three whoa, and a half, and whoa. you'd be out there on your feet. It's a long, long, long session. It's a long session for sure. But, oh, mate, honestly, I think she's got a good chance, eh, that centre role. She offers something really different. She's quick. She's very, very quick on her feet. Um, but, yeah, they're obviously naming the team in an hour's time. So we'll get a that, little unclean that, of... There's a bit of gravy. I didn't actually... I'm just trying to... Just scrolling back through my... Uh, calendar to try and work out what and maybe that's a team for the Laurie O'Reilly not the World Cup yeah Laurie O'Reilly yeah. yes Laurie, Laurie O'Reilly 8 o'clock they had name it this morning oh excellent now that'll be great I wonder which seven schools she said so there was a couple that are in there um, Sarah Hidney I know she's been been there she's very busy who else is he um, Porsche 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 left the shop wouldn't she Porsche Porsche, yeah, depending on her ankle, because she got a bit of an ankle mm. um, injury in that little thing. So it'd be interesting to see how she updates. Um, yeah, so maybe Hidney, yeah, Porsche. Well, Does Kelly Brazier play? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so maybe Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it'd be great to see what crossover we have there. So Stacey's not there herself. Uh, look, I am kind of curious what unintended, I don't want to say consequences, but impacts that the emphasis on the 15s this year of all years for the women's might have on the sevens program. Um, like Alan Bunting's obviously moved on. He's actually in that camp now. Mm. Uh, they set that program up. They had so much success, and there's clearly the most unbelievable team culture within the sevens. And everything Stacey said there, like this is just something that happens in sport. Your best team can lose a tournament. You come bronze. It happens all the time. That's not necessarily doomsday or a massive concern but I just wonder it is you know as she said it's not easy for everyone to transfer and just where your desire is and you're kind of looking over here mm. when you maybe you should be focusing here and I wonder if just kind of those secondhand unintended consequences or impacts might be having on the sevens is that something you wondered Kempi? Oh, it, would, it would do as he because if you've got a world cup coming up especially for 15s and you're playing in the sevens thinking like I've got a I've still got to go back and trial and try and make the 15 side. It would it would affect your performance. So yeah, that's a balance. That why wouldn't you go and play for that that setup that they've just had with with Wayne Smith? You know, you got Graham Henry there. You got all sorts of champions championing scrums and lineouts and all all sorts for them. And the girls are going, man, we've actually you know got something that we're building here. So. Um, yeah, look, not surprising, not surprising, but she took it with a grain of salt. She said, "Look, we've, I've still got two opportunities to win gold medals in the next uh, gold medals in the next couple of Olympics." Man, mate, they they can. They've got so much talent. I don't, the one for me is the young girl Blyde. I don't know why she's not in the mix. Like mm. she she's so good on the sevens um, pitch. Does she not transfer that to to the fifteens? Is he? I think some of them just really know their their craft and some of them just know that they probably wouldn't transition to the 15s like others and 
And oh, mate, she's she's a fantastic athlete. She's fast. She's very good on her feet. Uh, whether they can, only struggles I see with these seventh players going back into the fifteens games. We saw how um, physical France were, England, how big and dominant. It's a different body shape for the seventh game mm. and the fifteens game. So when you're transitioning back into the fifteens, you've got to um, prepare your body to play a hell of a lot differently. And that's what these sevens players will be missing out of. And and Wayne Smith will be taking that into consideration as well. Knowing that these uh, athletes that are in the Black Ferns set up, they're playing Farrah Palmer Cup, they've made their sacrifice. They've, they've made their commitment to the 15 game. So Smithy will be showing loyalty and probably taking that into consideration uh, as well. So, um, yeah, it, uh, I know it's going to be t- a difficult task for these players to really transition back from the sevens to the fifteens. It won't it won't be as easy as Stacey alluded to. It'll be mm. very very hard because it's a totally different body shape, All totally right. different body game. Contact here is different. The ruck, the malls, mate, it's way different. We will watch with that that eight a.m. announcement then with bated breath and see who it is that crosses over. Really interesting stuff and interesting comments there you make, Izzy, about that crossover and how they can go back and forth. Eighteen minutes past seven. Red cast, bro. That will take two years to heal. Blue and gold. She will be running around tomorrow. <laughs> That's, That's a text, brother. That's He's a brother. Highlanders fan. He's a Highlanders fan. Get out of here, ma. He said that to me. I said, mate, it'll take three years of the way they're going. <laughs> Long-term project. 19 minutes past seven. The Silver Ferns are up by two goals. Ooh. And Matua Mark Roberts is up there on the tally too, talking to talking to everyone as they're walking past this. Where's that? Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's is he in Birmingham? <laughs> That's a gold. That's gold. <laughs> 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 Great savings every day. Oh, Brilliant. Oh, one more. Excellent interview, guys. I like to open up with the refreshing Stacey was Ken. Yeah, they all are. They are wonderful ladies in that sevens team, Ken. Appreciate your message. Back soon. Four minutes past seven o'clock this morning. The Silver Ferns are 2018 up against Malawi in their group match at Birmingham 2022. The Commonwealth Games waiting for Andrew Jeffcoat in the men's 50-metre backstroke final at 7.37, then bang, straight into the 50-metre butterfly final for Helena Gasson. Men's beach volleyball, men's hockey, women's 3x3 basketball still to come this morning. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, keeping you up to date with the Com Games, and we'll have our official medal tally update with Noel Leeming in not too long as well. with Tony Kemp. And I think Steph has another warrior down there on the sideline. I do. i got Shawnee Johnson with me. Uh, short Tony Kemp was just saying, what a game from Sean Johnson, hey? Big oh. praise. Uh, your kicking game is coming on. It was good tonight. Good weighted kicks into the end goal. Oh, it's nice of you, Kempy. You've been riding me for a little while now, so it's nice of you, mate. Um... <laughs> Let's get one thing straight. I'm not riding anyone, and if you think I am, then you really don't know me. Whilst I can understand your perception, the reality is that I have an opinion like a lot of people and don't mind putting it out there. I don't go to bed at night thinking, man, I'm going to give it to you tomorrow. I simply have an opinion based on people's performance and thankfully I get compensated for it. In fact, if I had a dollar for every mean message I received about my opinion, I'd be a very, very wealthy man. The difference, however, is that I understand you can't just assume everything will be positive feedback. If you decide to be a professional and you get paid well to do it, you must also realise that scrutiny and opinion, whether good or bad, 
as part of the territory. By the way, thanks for listening to the best sports show on the planet. My opinion, don't freak out. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, mate. Every day I was like, where are we going today, Kempy? And then bang, comes in with that. I was wondering what his reaction was from that. And, mate, he's listening. He's listening, Kempy. They're listening. They I always said, listen. I, and I said that the same. Look, I'll be honest. I hated it. I hated it. I hated people like us. Yeah, I'm one of them. But like, like I said before, there's ways around it. And I have my challenges that I... It's a way of how you portray and you present it. You're not having a dig. And um, we know as athletes, we don't go out there to try and perform poorly or badly in, in situations. And, yeah, I love it. Your honesty is, is always commended. And it's a big part of the show, Kempi. People love your honesty. Because Joe from Gizzy rings up, he loves it. Everyone loves it. Yeah, it's it's it, look, it's nowhere. There's no... Um malice in the opinion it is an opinion if your form's bad you know like you're, you're quite happy to and I know this for a fact because I was one of those guys was when you pick up the paper especially when I was a young player and you got your picture on the back of the page and you, you're a player of the day you know you pulled off the winning tackle or or you kicked the winning drop drop goal and all that and then I used to hate the one where you pick it up and you get people that you know writing bad things about you saying your form's down it made my form was down like it wasn't up mm. I was playing reserve grade you know what I mean so it became, a, I guess, something that you live with. Um, and you've got to have some resilience. You know, that's your job. You can't just take the good with the bad. Well, mm. Kimpy, going back on Sean Johnson, and no doubt he would have seen it because it did go far and wide. You did say and think earlier on in the year that you were waiting for his probable retirement at some stage this year just because of how he was getting around, what you saw, his tendencies on the field. Have you actually got an update on your, I guess, opinion about where SJ's at and his playing style? Oh, look, I think he's getting better. I said that on, on Friday night. It was probably his best game of the year. Like, his kicking game and the way that he thread the ball through the line, we were starting to see some of the old glimpses of him. His running game still isn't up to scratch, but, you know, if I've had some part of playing him back in the form because he's reading those comments and saying, I'm going to stick it up you, mate... I mean, I'm happy to do that, but I'm not going to sit here and pat anyone on the back and say, mate, you're going real good. You know what I mean? You're going, you're going real good when you're not. You know, so I'm, not, I'm just saying what people think, that's all. And um, my take on him at the beginning of the year, I thought he was playing that poorly that he probably was thinking about whether or not this was for him. He, did, he, did, he had his child at home. He didn't enjoy being over in Australia. But now that he's back, the first comment he said on Friday night was, it's so good to go and sleep in my own bed and wake up with my daughter's here. Now, you can't take take that without thinking about that how much that means to him. I actually, and I actually think in the last month, his form has been okay. So, mm. you know, he's got five games to go. I hope he rounds out the season well. They're going to be fighting for the wooden spoon. I'm telling you that right now. Newcastle, my, my other team, they're the ones who are probably going to end up with it, in my in my opinion. But the Warriors have the hardest run home. They got three of the, you know, they got South Sydney, Penrith, um, on the back of on the back of a, uh, uh, just games that I just can't see them winning. So it's going to be a tough run home for them. And hopefully, Sean plays a part in keeping them off that wooden spoon. I think Sean, um, uh, the way that I look at it, is you, when you're an older athlete, you got to reinvent yourself. You got to reinvent yourself. You can't be the old Shawnee of of old. You know the stepper, the quick off his feet. Like you look at Dan Carter, and when he got older, he reinvented his game. He wasn't that young guy that used to run through step players and make big defensive tackles. He had a real 
control about his game. He made the right decision nine times out of ten. And that's all you want from your playmakers, to put you at the right ends of the park, to set you up, keep you in control, and to control the game and, and, and lead the game. You are our voice, you're our leader, and you're our director. And, and that's what Shawnee's been doing lately, and, and I've seen that too, Kempe. And so just for him, don't you don't have to be the old Sean. Reinvent yourself and be the Sean the, of today, and that's the guy that directs you around the park and puts you in the right position. Silver Ferns leading 26-23 at the end of the second, or halfway through the second quarter in their Commonwealth Games matchup. 0800 The Kennard Tire phone line's there for you. Give us a call. Sean Johnson. Fans, defenders, critics, are you like Kempe? Have you been more impressed the deeper the season has gone? And if you like Izzy and expect him to continue to reinventing himself, where can he get to that he can man-manage this Warriors team around? What does he need around him to let him do that? Half past seven, and we're going to be he- heading off to Aroha with Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. After that, we'll hear from Andy Maloney. We'll also keep our eyes peeled on the Olympic swimming. Back soon. SNZ, welcome to your Tuesday morning, a golden Tuesday morning here for our Kiwi athletes. Aaron Gate, gold to add to two he's already got. Elise Andrews, gold to add to the two she's already got. And the women's Kieran Campbell-Stewart, a very tidy second to Quinella, that event with Aaron Gate as well. And Michaela Drummond, she won silver in the women's 10km scratch. Now we've got the swimming not far away. Speaking of medals, well, the women's and men's sevens team both brought home bronze. Stacey Flula clearly disappointed about that, but philosophical at the same time. Now, this is an interesting point where a lot of these sevens women are going to be trying to make that 15s roster for the World Cup coming up this year. Stacey delivered us a little bit of gravy. I have put my hand up um, to play the World Cup. Um, And unfortunately, only a handful of the girls have been released to play the Laurie O'Reilly series. So I'm not going to give names, but I am not playing in the next couple of weeks, unfortunately. Be there supporting and watching. Uh, But there are some seven skills that will be available. And then we go into camp next Monday um, up in Auckland for a few days. And that's pretty much our, our last trial to try and make the squad for the World Cup. Very interesting to hear that there will be a few of them. So 8am, that announcement, we'll be keeping our eyes peeled there. And Tamari Martin, rumoured to be on a three-year contract with the Warriors coming back over here after he has reintegrated himself into the NRL. We're going to head off now and come back, and hopefully, just as we come back, we'll be able to give you the exact update on what has gone on in the men's 50-metre backstroke final. Andrew Jeffcoat, will he take gold for New Zealand in the pool? We'll have that on the other side of this before we get to Andy Maloney talking some sailing. The Chemist Warehouse August catalogue and find Bracken Noir 100ml now just $49.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we are about 21 minutes away from 8 o'clock. The men's 50 metre backstroke is not far away. We've got Andrew Jeffcoat going into that. What we're going to do, we have an interview with Andy Maloney, uh, the New Zealand Sail GP team. They were super getting their first win in a wee while slash 10 events ever 
on the circuit. So we caught up with Andy Miley. We'll play that in a wee bit. We might just hold here until we can get this 50-metre backstroke final done. In the meantime, Izzy Kempe. Kempe, there's a couple of messages here for you around Sean Johnson on double eight, double three. Yeah, here's one from your mate, Sean, Sean Johnson. Should be thanking anyone who's still watching. I want my two hours back from the weekend. It felt like four hours. Stop, start, certainly not, no spectacle. That's from Pistol Pete. Um, yeah, well, look, look, Pistol, I actually th- thought it was quite a good game. I don't think it was stop, start at all. I think the only stop, start part of it was when they were checking out Nelson Asofa Solomon to see whether or not they should have sent him off, and they got that wrong. Uh, here's another one here. Uh, more than the lads, I, like, I think one of the biggest issues currently with SJ's uh, is defence. We can't allow any holes or easy, easy shoulders in our line, and most sides pick that uh, channel to attack, which is true. Uh, good on attack. And a leader in the in the group for sure, but would like to see Volkman getting uh, the number seven jumper for a month uh, to six weeks to learn how, how to how to do that. I can't read the rest of that. It's a very long text. Um, and I look, I agree. I, I'm really interested, in Izzy, to see this week whether or not Stace changes a couple of the players around. I think he needs to change his bench around first and foremost. Maybe, like I said, move one of the uh, starting middle to the bench. And the second one is, mm. does he give? A halfback a shot, knowing that um, he's lost Chanel Harris to Vita. So, um, but does he start to give those guys a decent five weeks of footy and know that they got that under their belt moving into next year? It's not a bad shout, Bekempi. It's not a bad shout to give him a crack, knowing that this year's well and truly done. So you want to build for the future, and we're going to get to this team that's come through on the text machine shortly, and we're building for the future. Twenty twenty three. What does that look like? I don't think that's a bad shout, but the question is, obviously they're, they're targeting Sean Johnson on the edge, in that middle edge, they're always hitting that front football, and that's when Olin went through and, and he missed that tackle. So defensively, can you do a situation like they do in ten uh, in 15s where they you know, they could put the the 10s, like they put the boat and barrels of Richie Moongas in, in positions where they, they don't have to cover the defensive line uh, much. Do you chuck them at the back? Do you swap them out with a Reese Walsh, or you know, do you put them somewhere else? Where can you hide them? Is there an opportunity to hide them, or they've just got a front up and you've just got to make your tackles? And uh, Andrew Jeffcoat is just getting his kit off. He's about to jump in the water in this 50 meter backstroke final. Kempi, we'll let you answer that, and then we'll hopefully have the result for you very shortly. Yeah, look, you, you can, they've, and they've done that before. I don't know if you remember when Benji first came on the scene. He had the same problem. They were targeting him at the three and mm. defender, and they moved him to the wing, so just made him defend on the wing. But you know, the the, the the talk is like if you're big enough and you're, you're and you're in first grade, you should be able to defend in those places. There's always that problem is you know at that three four yeah. and defender, a three two and defender, they always are the halfbacks. And if your halfback hasn't got some size and can tackle, you imagine having Joey Johns out there. You know what I mean? Who could tackle? Mm. Like you're running at yeah. him, you'd go to the other side of the football field. And of course, on the other side in the offense, you've got um, Jerome Luai on the. Uh, uh, Jerome and the likes of Luai who can see players opposite them and go I'm going to guard him because he's a poor defender you just get picked out mm. Boys we're a red hot chance yeah. here we are an absolute red hot chance here it is 16 away from a 50 metre dash straight go, up the guts of the pool Andrew Jeffcoat swimming for New Zealand Andrew Jeffcoat has just won gold boys we are in again play it Play that clink. He is just, um, that was quite sensational. I, I, you've got to be wary, uh, as we're aware. But once he got off that board and the crowd, the team there at the pool is going berserk because as soon as he sprung off, 
he went away, he hit the lead, and he just kept powering. He kept them at bay. Well done, Andrew Jeffco. That's another gold medal for New Zealand. Yeah, we've got some good swimmers, eh? If we've been Aussie, we've been Aussie in some swimming events, man. I'm excited. Throw I'm it in delayed, the pile. So I'm only watching it now, so thanks for ruining it for me, boys. But I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm watching it now. If the Aussies are dolphins, <laughs> we're bloody orcas. Speaking of water sports. Yeah. <laughs> S-E-N-Z. All right, after, well, months and years of preparation and planning, the breakthrough has come. New Zealand Sail GP team have cracked it. They've won their first event after, well, I think double digits trying. I know it would be an extremely satisfying moment for the whole team, knowing how much effort's gone on off the water, let alone on it. Andy Maloney, he's uh, sailed in conditions and events around the world for years. He's the flight controller with the team. He's with us now on the line. And Andy, talk us through the emotions and how satisfying this latest event on the SailGP calendar in Plymouth has been. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I mean, the week's been awesome. You know, the whole team's put in a lot of work over the last few months, especially, you know, not quite being where we where we've wanted to be and um, it's just cool to see it come together a little bit this week. Um, we put down a pretty good performance from the start of the week, you know, even in practice and and the practice racing on Friday all the way through to uh, today in the final race where we won that as well. So, you know, we're just pleased to see a few key areas we've been working on come together and like you say, it's taken us a little, little bit too long to get to this point where we've won our first event. So we're over the moon to have ticked that box now. Hey Andy, the first podium um, for the boys uh, since it's inception so how are they feeling mates they, they feel like they've got this all nailed down and they can go on and get more wins <laughs> oh, i think the first one's always the hardest right but now nah, we, we you know we know we've got a lot of stuff we can do better still so and we're up against some stiff competition so we're just going to go home and you know do the same thing again look at the debrief notes and figure out the the main areas to work on before the next event which is only a few weeks weeks away in um in denmark so we'll go home and keep chipping away and try to be better for the next one. Andy, a lot of this will probably go over Kempi in my head, but there will be parts of our audience that won't. Can you so feel free to go into as much or little detail as you want, but what has been challenging technically about sailing these boats and getting it right? Has it been the conditions? Has it been the processes? Like where has that fine tuning come that's got you over the line this time? Yeah, you know, like a lot of the teams who are winning uh, these events, they've they've done a whole extra season than us. So um, they've had a lot more time in these boats in this configuration. But, you know, we've been slowly trying to learn from them and looking at their data. So, you know, I feel like we've, we've slowly caught up to them on like the speed and stability with the maneuvers and straight line around the race course. And then also with this super tight racing, you know, it comes down to a lot of a lot of crew work and a lot of communication between the crew and a lot of forward thinking. And um, we've worked really hard on that the last the last few months, um, especially between Josh Jr. and Pete. You know, they've they've come a long way with the communication between them to make sure they're putting us in the right place around the racetrack. So, so you know, just a few key areas that are coming together and making our lives a lot easier around the track. And, you know, we're just slowly sailing the boat better and better each day. What's the competition been like across the board? I know there's Aussies out there, so you always want to beat them, but... Um, it, like, how's the camaraderie and the sailing kind of fraternity been around this? It's a new, let's let's be honest, Sail GP still a new-ish venture. But what's the competition like? And I guess across the board, the sailing skill sets. Yeah, it is still relatively new. It's um, it's only in its third season, so so yeah. But it's it's super exciting racing, super high pace, 
um, short courses. You know, there's prize money on the line, so it's really attracting the the best of the best sailors from around the world. You've got the likes of Sir Ben Ainsley, Tom Slingsby, you know, Pete Burling and ourselves from New Zealand. So, I mean, the competition's pretty much as stiff as it gets, and it's pretty cool to to see people from all different areas and different classes of sailing come together and, you know, go head-to-head in one design boat um, at these sort of speeds is pretty exciting. And, yeah, I don't think you get much better competition at this stage. Hey, Andy, just on that, when you're talking about the boats and the design and all that sort of stuff, does money play a part in this, in the in the, in the GP sailing, or is it really just around who you've got the best skipper and team on the boat? Yeah, well, all the boats are one design, so... So, I mean, you can't buy yourself a better boat. You um, you have what you've got, and it's the same as the rest of your competitors. So you just got to get to know that that boat really well and try and figure out how to sail it better than better than the rest of the guys out there. So there's not a lot um, you can do from from extra financial backing in this series, which is really cool. Yeah, that is. It's it's quite. It's um. That is great <laughs> to hear in sailing, isn't it? And like, as far as yeah. the competition and how it's bidding into the the calendar. Because sailing, there's so many different events. Um, we spoke to Chris Steele, who's doing the GC32s uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and, and they had some success. And there are so many different versions or kind of disciplines and um, boats that you can sail around the world. So where is SailGP sitting in, fitting in on that elite competitive level? Do you think it's like found its niche? Yeah, it has started to find its own little niche. You know, um, historically, I guess you've got sort of three main areas of the sport which is olympic sailing the america's cup and then the ocean racing um and i guess sail gps sort of come out of the the fast high-paced really technologically advanced boats from the america's cup but it's brought it into a one design um sort of fleet where everyone's racing the same boat um which is really cool you know the cups are really uh you you're really trying to help design a faster boat than your opponents whereas here you don't have that that ability so you've got to try and figure out the one design um boat the best you can and race it better than the rest of the guys nice and what about what about um your recovery and and stuff off the off the water that you've got to get prepared for the next race is that all done like most of your time spent analyzing the previous race or do the guys do like extra fitness sessions they they've got you know getting their trying to get their body re- ready again to go again or um, is there something else that sort of gives uh, that you're looking at to give you that edge? Yeah, well, between events, you know, we do a lot of that, and depending what position you are on the boat, um, sort of dictates to what you're focusing on. But you know, we've got some grinders on the boat who work really hard in between events to make sure they're they're really fit um, to travel to the next event because sometimes we're traveling, you know, to Europe and stuff only for a week at a time. Um, and then you know, everyone's sort of involved in analyzing the competition and trying to figure out what others were doing better than us and trying to figure out what our weaknesses are and what we need to work on before the next event. Like all the data is shared online from all the boats at these events. So it's really cool that you can look back on that. You can look back on the video. You've got access to everyone's communication on board as well. So you can really dive into more more data than you can even handle. So um, there's plenty to do between events and you've got to sort of prioritize what's more important at the time. Oh, I'd say priority number one would be trying to figure out where Lewis Pugh's going to stay on the boat because so he's he's your <laughs> guest racer, right? He's turned up. He's the UN patron for Ocean, as far as I'm aware. Where and is this the first time he's been the boat? He's one from one. While well, you, what are you one from ten? Yeah, no, it was awesome having him on uh, before racing today, actually. But we raced against um, 
Kate Middleton today with him on the back of our boat. And, uh, what, the princess? Yeah, he had a good steer. And, yeah, we were racing against the princess today. It was pretty awesome. That's oh, sorry, the duchess. Du- 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 duchess. <laughs> <laughs> you probably get that one right. <laughs> oh, that's cool that you've got um, you've got other people on there. Um have, having a look at what you guys are doing. Celeb skipper. skipper. It is, it is. And and the boys, mate, they're all up. Beat, you know, when you're talking, I'm just thinking about, man, you, so you're travelling through time zones and bits and pieces like that. One of, like, sleep would be a, a massive one, wouldn't it? Getting getting used to the time zones. Yeah, no, it is for sure. I mean, we travelled to this event. We landed on, a, I think, a Monday, Monday night or a Tuesday. Yeah, we landed Tuesday morning and we were, you know, we were into sailing on Thursday, so... We had a day and a half to get over the jet lag and get stuck into it. Um, I think we've been on the ground in, in the UK for about a week and we've sailed four of those days and we're about to fly back home to New Zealand. So it's a pretty quick turnaround. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're looking forward to getting back home to the families and back to Team New Zealand and figuring out where to go from here for the next event. Yeah, well, that's right. So safe travels, mate. As far as I can work out, the next event, I don't know if you'll be there as well, Rockwall, Denmark, uh, at the Grand Prix in Copenhagen. So that's August 1920, and you'll have to find some more royalty to smack down over there, some um, local royalty, and get get them on a challenging boat because that seems to be your sweet spot, Andy. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Celebrate well. Um, Say a massive congrats to everyone from uh, us back in New Zealand. I think you guys have toiled so hard and richly deserved this. So all the best, and thanks for your time this morning. Coming up to 9, uh, 8 a.m., I should say. Hey, this works so well last hour. Rapid fire around the grounds for the next hour. Beach volleyball, New Zealand men versus Tuvalu. What were your picks, Izzy? Okay. Kimpy, what was your what was your pick? <laughs> New Zealand men. Is he is your mic on? Uh, Kimpy, <laughs> hockey black sticks versus, versus Australia. <laughs> I said black sticks, 8-0. No. <laughs> okay, I'll go through the And, uh... Sorry, boys. Hey! Can you hear me? Yeah, we've got you now. I pulled it out of the wall. Hey, <laughs> I just pulled it out. New Zealand men. <laughs> <laughs> and you reckon the 3x3 basketball woman will win? Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. Sorry, boys. I pulled it out. Look how it was hanging out of the hole. Anyway, Eddie Dawkins coming up. We're going to talk some cycling champions. I'm going to go get me a McCafe now. Is Aroha with the news for Gibara. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, Tuesday, the 2nd of August. Been a good morning so far. If you've just tuned in, no worries. You can head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, 
and have a listen to all our podcasts if you've missed anything. We had some great gets as of late, and today we spoke to Andy Maloney. He's part of the GP sailing team that had their first win in the GP World Series at Plymouth. And uh, we just played that just then, so if you just tuned in, go have a listen. And we also spoke to Stacey Flula. She was part of the Blackfern Sevens team that won bronze medal. She's currently over in the UK, and she is uh, at the Silver Ferns game. We'll get a wee score update on that shortly. But right now, breaking news, the Black Ferns 15s team has just been named, and there's some new uh, faces amongst that team and some old faces that have been reselected for the Black Ferns. Charmaine McMenamin played 32 tests uh, for the Black Ferns. She's part of the Auckland team. She has been welcomed back. So great to see Charmaine. Uh, a few new faces, a couple of new faces. Tyler Nathan-Wong, she's back, uh, back in the outside backs. Uh, Grace Steinmetz, she's out there. Ruby Tui, she's a part of it. She's also been there. And uh, she's going to be co-captain. Is going to be co-captain by Kennedy. Sorry, right there. By Kennedy Simon, co-captain of Rua de Mont. So uh, we appreciate that. We'll go through the whole entire squad throughout the morning, Louis. But that has just been announced, isn't it? Yeah, hot off the press, and as was teased by Stacey Flula, some seven skills in there, including uh, Tyler Nathan Wong, which is... Um, great to see and co-captains yeah. interesting but I, I think that's great speaking the other morning we had Aruha de Monton like she's really taken mm. to it but by bringing in an experienced player who had been out because of injury I'm pretty sure um, would make a massive difference I think and I reckon that's probably quite a, a great move to take a little bit of pressure off by having Kennedy Simon who has played well uh, a lot of times for the Black Ferns in there to be kind of take a little bit of leadership pressure off, is he? So plenty going on. Yeah, Beautiful, mate, beautiful. Well, right now we're going to talk some cycling. Five days into the Commonwealth Games, and there's no doubt which venue has been on fire. The Velodrome, the New Zealand cyclists, have set the standard in day, uh, day in, day out, with 13 medals in total. Former Kiwi cyclist Eddie Dawkins knows what the Commonwealth Gold feels like on the bike and the immense effort these athletes had to put in to make it here, and he's with us now. Morning, Eddie. Morning, guys. How are you on? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, mate, you must be very proud as a as an old athlete, a part of the Cycling New Zealand team. Mate, what's been uh, what's impressed you so far? Oh, it's, 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 all been, it's all been good, as you can tell. Mm. Um, now, they've done really well. I think they've bounced, bounced back really well from uh, Tokyo, put their head down and, and come out and show them that they're, they're a better team than they put forward to that competition and they've, and they've really stamped their mark on on world cycling again. Hey, Eddie, what do you think, you know, they've found so much success there in the Velodrome? What do you put that down to? Um, with some fresh fresh legs in there, this new new blood. I think um, the success, especially with the Women's Endurance Program, is, is bringing in some fresh faces, some that young ambition and, and wanting to really perform. Um along with having some experienced riders there as well. And I think it's just about putting in the work. I think um, obviously this last year has been very tough for New Zealand um, and the athletes mm-hmm. involved, but they've put their head down and sort of kept their, kept their focus on, uh, on training and, and looking after themselves, and, and it's, it's really paid off. But has this always been on, on the cards for Cycling New Zealand? I, I feel like, yeah, you've you touched on it there. We've been for a pretty tumultuous time with uh, New Zealand cycling. It's been tough. But, mate, this is, you know, like the, 
the success is no no secret. Like it was always there. We've always had the talent. I feel like my favourite athlete from the game is Elise Andrews. Just watching her go out there and and, and do her thing, um, but really surprised me. Had nothing, knew nothing about cycling, but she's made me a, a believer and a fan. Yeah, that's I guess that's the what cycling does. It's um it's quite high paced. Um, especially if you're there mm. watching in person, it's one of the very few sports where you can be right next to the track you know like with rugby you're still up in the stands or even with track and field you're away from the away from the track or away from the field events but with track rocking you're right there and it's super fast paced there's not really a lot of downtime between races there's always something new happening um and it is it's um it's great to get some new fans into track cycling just because it only really gets that spotlight uh every couple of years with the commonwealth games and the and the olympics it's not a a daily occurrence on the news or anything like that, so it's it's, it's really good to get uh, some extra fan base behind them. Was that? Did we miss a gold medal there, Eddie? We heard someone screaming in the background. With did we just win one? Oh, another that's, one. That's my that's my boy. He's just, uh, yeah, he's pumped about it as well. <laughs> hey, mate, the the, t- the team dynamic. When you say you're so close to the action. Does that rub off, you know, if you're you're coming up and you're the next one to sort of represent New Zealand, does that sort of rub off on you when you're seeing so much success and give you a little bit more, um, I guess, push to go out there and be successful? Yeah, I think so. I think um, especially at the games, like when I was younger, uh, we were young and naive and thought we were the best already, but we weren't. Um, you go to a Commonwealth Games and you see the likes of the Sevens team doing really well or Val doing really well and that would rub off on us from other sports as well but I think what cycling has done is um, it's definitely pumped that whole team up and I, and I assume that is fed out into the other sports as well but as a young young athlete coming up you're always watching the Com Games or you're watching the Olympics and seeing those athletes that you want to sort of emulate, seeing them perform and then going away and trying to practice what they're doing and, and it is great for... Um, for the development of cycling in New Zealand. Hey, Eddie, on the actual cycling, and I know not all of the events are like this, but the team events, on that team dynamic, oh, this morning watching Aaron Gate and Campbell Stewart medal get the Quinella in the 40-kilometre points race, it was quite evident the more I watched it, the deeper it went, how big of an impact Corbin Strong, that third teammate, had on the race. Because the longer he stayed in when the great British, or the English athletes and the Scottish athletes dropped out, Corbin was dragging him into it. And he actually got Campbell Stewart up for the silver. And, you know, after the race, Campbell and Aaron answered the questions and Corbin's just standing there smiling. That selflessness nature, how important is that in track cycling or in cycling in general? Oh, it's super important. Um, Corbin is a super selfless, humble, nicest guy ever, as well. So that's um, it's good for him. Um, but he, it's uh, it's a, it's a special thing. The Commonwealth Games having teammates. So at the Olympics and at the World Champs, you wouldn't have them. So it makes it it's definitely more fun to ride with your team. Um, and the team dynamic is huge because if it was just individual and they're riding for themselves. The result might not have been different, but they would have been going at each other the whole time. So the race would have, the dynamic would have been different, but the fact that they can work together. And Corbin, the unsung hero of today, had his, I guess, his time in the in the limelight yesterday, deservedly so, and um, went out there to, I guess, in theory, ride for his, ride for his captain, ride for Gaty, and and um, get him the, get him the gold. And Campbell's silver was just the icing on the cake.
Yeah, they, they, they're oozing togetherness at the moment from what I'm seeing on the TV, Eddie. Mate, but what, what will the success do for the, for the future of New Zealand cycling? Obviously, getting the results and getting the, the medals here, it's, it has been a tough time, but what will this do for the future of cycling in New Zealand? Well, hopefully it um, starts to appear a wee bit of that, um, that broken identity that cycling New Zealand sort of has at the moment. Um, you can tell that the athletes are having a good time. You can tell the coaches are doing the right thing. Um, and the performances are coming from that. So if that's anything to go by, they've made some, some positive shifts in the background. And um, it bodes well for the future as long as they can provide that going forward for the next generation of athletes. I assume there'll be a few that are hanging up the bike in a in a year or so, so they want to make sure that they can provide that framework for the for the next um, Aaron Gates and the next uh, variety brothers that come through. Yeah, which is really important, AD. I was talking to the boys about that this morning, is that success on the track doesn't necessarily mean that it fixes the issues that are that are happening uh, behind closed doors, especially with, with cycling being out there uh, at the forefront of everyone's conversation at the moment. Is, is that, like... With you, Eddie, and what you've seen with Cycling New Zealand and the importance of capitalising on these on these gold medals, is that still an important part to remember that we need to sort out what's going on in the back room? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's super important. The The results have come because the athletes are really good, right? Mm-hmm. So And performing the Commonwealth Games, you get that extra lift in performance and they're all amped up to go and they're doing it for their team and for their country and the performances are coming, but it's, it doesn't take away the fact that there needs to be that, that systemic change within the culture of Cycling New Zealand, and um, hopefully that, is, that has been a byproduct of them performing while, while being happy about it. So it's not, they're not just going out there and riding because they have to. They're going out there and riding and performing because they really want to. 100%. And I think, yeah, so once you lose, once you lose the love of your sport, becomes a career, becomes a job and not a career, and then it becomes really hard to put your body on the line every day. So if they're if they're still loving it, they'll their careers will be nice and long. Just got to make sure that that um you keep that fun, you keep that um engaging nature when you're when you're training and competing. Yeah, and that's systemic. That's systemic issue that is not gonna it's not gonna go away overnight because you've won your thirteen or fourteen or fifteen medals it's still going to be there and you're dead right actually if we can fix that part of it then I guess the question is Eddie and you know this if you can fix that systemic issue that you're having at governance level and, and leadership how good do you think cycling in New Zealand can really get? Well, I think that the performances are great I think um, the performances on the bike don't really relate to, to what's happening in the background because these riders just love what they do it's um, probably a bigger sign would be how good will the performances be in five years or ten years, you know, a couple of Olympic cycles away when the athletes that are here now are all retired and the new copper athletes is basically the, the product of what they're trying to change, what they're trying to do more positively with the governance of Cycling New Zealand. If those athletes are performing at the level that these guys are, then you'll know that it's been fixed. But if, if they're not, then maybe it was just talented athletes that sort of ignored everything just to ride their bike. So 
only time will tell. Love your honesty. Love your honesty, Eddie Dawkins. Mate, what, what are you up to these days? Are you still lifting a lot of tin, mate? Yeah, I'm trying to. I actually, I was meant to be competing at, um, at powerlifting nationals on Thursday, but I've done something to my knee, so I've had to pull out just to look after it because I've only got a couple of knees and I don't want to have to get a knee replacement at 30. Um, and, yeah. You don't want uh, that, but trust me. Or <laughs> two, no, two wee, trust me. <laughs> yeah, so we've just got a wee, wee boy. Uh, Bodie's just running an absolute muck. His nickname's the bulldozer because he just runs around smashing everything up and then just runs off. But um, other than that, we're just, uh, we're just living down in, in Canterbury and just having a good time. Mate, what are you listening? Give us some numbers. Oh, so ideally on the day it would have been uh, sort of a 285 back squat, a 170 bench press and a 310 <laughs> kg deadlift. Yeah. But, um, what? It'll come, cute, it'll come back. That's Tom Walsh said. It'll look after himself. What's that? <laughs> When we were talking to Walsh, I told him about one of these rugby players lifting 220, and he goes, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those rugby players, they, they, yeah, they're all shit. <laughs> beach muscles, but they're not very strong. <laughs> Eddie Dawkins coming through with the low blow. I love it. I love it, Eddie, mate. Hey, uh, obviously Sam Webster's still going, mate. Is he giving you any inspiration to get back out there on the bike or what? No, no, I'm I'm definitely not riding riding my track bike ever again. Um no, he's he's doing really well. I think um he's probably been a bit of like a a leadership figure for, for that men's sprint program. Um he's the when even when I was riding, he was that tactician, he was the the guy that knew how to beat anybody in the sprint, no matter how physically different they were. And um he's definitely passing on that knowledge to um that younger group which is which is super important because it's hard sometimes to take it from from your coach especially with Psyche Zealand going through a few of them um, but Sam's been that, that stable stable companion for, for those um, young guys coming up and yeah his his uh, knowledge of the sprint especially the sprint is um, invaluable and, and um, yeah they'll be Sorely missed if he hangs up the bike at some point because they will mm. lose that knowledge base. Yeah, that IP intellectual property, mate. That's what Sam Webster offers, mate. Appreciate you coming in, Eddie Dawkins, and having a wee chat to us. Keep lifting all that heavy tin, 285. <laughs> wow, that just makes me give me a head rush and feel like I'm going to be sick, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Take That's care, right. and we'll chat soon. <laughs> no worries, Sam. Have a good day. Cheers, Eddie. I should have said we've got a Musashi protein bar there if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got one less because Louis just chopped one down. Honestly, honestly, Louis. pretty good. Rocky Stop Road, Rocky Road, the the best so far. And I don't think Eddie would. Um, no, I'm sure actually the Musashi might be able to. He might get less cute numbers and more Walshy numbers. Three ten deadlift. Three ten. That's pretty you, good. You eh? do the maths. You go. You go try. You go to the gym, Louis, and you try and lift that. I reckon, oh, well, that would be a, like a suicide mission, really. Hey, yeah, yeah, it'd be a hell of a mess. Kippy would be able to do that, wouldn't you, Kim? Oh, mate, cut it out. That big maybe, back? maybe 20 years ago, not today. Goose has come mm. through a double eight, double three. I always see Eddie around Rollis and he owns the local F45. Every time I see him, I'm amazed. He must have the biggest quads and ends and everybody <laughs> stops and looks. Great man, too. <laughs> it was really refreshing, you know. Like he, he, Here's a guy that can actually articulate 
a great athlete because you know the, the the most poignant comment out of that maybe they're just really good athletes you know and taking everything out because that's what we have to celebrate is that they've gone over there and they're winning so many medals but still knows that there's some some issues that in cycling they need to sort out and it's not to be swept under the carpet yeah mate what a legend nice questions Kempe. really good dude eddie dawkins he's won olympic silver medals he's won commonwealth games golds he's a champion and he'll be so proud this morning as we wake up to aaron gate uh campbell stewart elise andrews absolutely carving it up over there at the Commonwealth Games. Well done to everyone involved. Um, Very, very proud of all of you. 22 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. We'll do our official Noel Leeming medal tally update before the end of the show. We'll also catch up with Paulie Mawadi after this. Here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. First on SENZ. 26 minutes past 8 a.m. It's a Tuesday. Flash forward to Saturday, over 1,100 metres in an open handicap race for $35,000 at Ruakaka. On trivia, Imperatries on the Bubbles, Dragon Leap, hey, probably one or two other really nice horses, turn up, and they run, and they run fast. Paulie Mwari at tab.co.nz and his boys and girls are tasked with the job of pricing that market. Paulie, no easy feat. No, and I'm guessing that as soon as the market opens, uh, money will be the best guide as to who has the best chances of winning it. You mentioned that 1,100 open handicap at Ruakau. I'm trying to get a horse in there as well, but we might get we might get pushed to the side. Who, just who, who are you got? Uh, winning for all with uh, Marshy. Oh, winning for all with Marshy. Marshy will... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't really imagine what Marshy would have to say about trying to race all those horses. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... Uh, anyway, it'll be great to see um, all these um, Group 1 winners uh, starting off their spring campaign. And obviously, I guess most of them will be looking to head to the Fox Bridge in three weeks' time after, if, as long as they come through unscathed on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. The start of spring, the spring campaign. I just This is a great time of the year. Great time. It is a great time, Paulie Muati. Another great man doing great things on the golf course. Did anyone back Tony Fino to win back-to-back? Yeah, there were a few that jumped on, to be fair. Um, yeah, Tony Fino, who uh, won on the weekend, the Rocket Mortgage, uh, after picking up mm. the tournament the week before. What was that? Was that the 3M the week before? That was um, the 3M, yep. Just, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's on fire at the moment, going really, really well. Uh, one team that we really want to see do well is the women's 3 by 3 basketball team who, uh, what, very soon will be going up, up against the Canadians in the semifinals at the uh, Birmingham Games. We've got the New Zealand women at $1.32, the Canadians at $3.05, so Ooh. a good chance for the uh, Kiwi women um, to hopefully pick up a win and head through to the final where they'll take on, I think England beat Australia in the other semi-final. So, yeah, that's not too far away. Of course, Elise Andrews picked up a gold medal overnight. Um, she was $6.25 to win that gold medal in the women's, Karen. And, funnily enough, she was the best backed in the race. So, punters <laughs> rejoicing this morning. You, you, you know, play your little jingle, your little, uh, what is it, your little gold jingle. Uh, because she, she's put a bit of gold in the pockets of uh, Kiwi punters uh, over uh, just overnight.
Beautiful. She's hey, Paulie, what about athlete. what Paulie? What about the Canberra Penrith game? Because Penrith have, have got a few out. Where's the uh, market sit on them at the moment? Well, Canberra have always been a fairly popular team uh, with Kiwi punters. They're two dollar fifteen outsiders uh, to beat the Panthers this weekend, who are a dollar sixty seven. Um, I get, as you say, Panthers are under strength and the Raiders are on a, a wee bit of a ride at the moment and they're still in contention for that top eight spot as well. Uh, and they've got a fairly, after this, of those sort, sort of still contending for a top eight uh, spot, they've probably got the easiest run in. So if they can get over the top of Penrith here and the money is saying that they can, but well, the early money is anyway, uh, if they can, they're an outside chance of just sneaking a... A top eight spot. It's just who misses out. Yeah. No. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking the Raiders, just like Parramatta, might get the job done. Does that mean who misses out then? The Roosters. Well, that's people. See, people are picking the Roosters to be winning all the way through. I'm not quite. I'm not quite convinced. It's still, maybe in a couple of weeks' time, then we'll make some predictions of who's going to end up in the eight. I think if you open, uh, if you open the tab on um, Blake Ashford's TAB account, you might find that he's deep on the <laughs> deep on the Roosters. Well, he's deep on quite a few things, but the Roosters <laughs> in particular. He's got deep pockets and short arms. Oh yeah, with that t- massive TAB salary. Um, TAB.co.nz. Download the. TAB app today to get involved in all those markets. Thank you, Paulie. Right now, that 3x3 game against Canada, the semi-final has started, and it is nil all, although we still haven't quite worked out the score against 3x3. Uh, We'll do our best to update you there. Australia just scored from a penalty corner in the hockey against the men's team. They are up 3-1 in the second quarter. Come on, boys. Knuckle down. Knuckle down, lads. And the beach volleyball boys... Well, they are up 2014 on set point serving here against Tuvalu. Um, so they should hopefully be able to close this set out. They've done so. They nicked the first one there. Right. Lots going on in the pool as well at Birmingham 2022. We'll keep you updated. 28 away from nine. After this, some sports news headlines, our medal tally update, and then F1 with Aroha. Fort- Kempe's Birmingham 2022 medal tally. Thanks to Noel Leeming, your tech team this Commonwealth Games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we said we'll give you the Noel Leeming update for all of our medals in New Zealand are going really well at the moment. They've got 13 golds, 7 silver, 4 bronze for a total of 24. Australia smashing it out front with 30 golds, 20 silver and 20 bronze for a total of 70. In England, the uh, home nation, 21 golds, 21 silver, and 11 bronze, 53 uh, medals. So I think Kez wants us to get 50, was it 58 plus? 58 plus? Well, uh, I think we're definitely going to get more than 41 plus. It's an ask. It's an ask. Izzy, what was your total in the end? 28. 28 plus to, to the next one. I think it was 58 plus. So I see them between 28 and 58. Yeah. Do you know who I've got an issue with? I've got an issue with Canada. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. 16 bronzes. Just work a little bit mm. harder. Like, yeah, you're, so, you're so close. They've got 16 bronzes, 11 silvers, and 6 golds. Where we're, you always want your medal tally like a hill on the other side of it. 13, 7, 4. I think once the track starts, Canada will start going the other way. You reckon they'll mow us down? Mm. I, I think in track and field, they'll have some decent uh, opportunities to pick that tally up and put it on the side of the ledger that you want it.
Well, right now, New Zealand's leading Canada 4-3 in the 3x3 women's basketball. Oh, great defence. I know exactly what you mean, though. They smack them. Yeah, there's no fouling. It's just, it's sort of like, you know, whoever's got the biggest shoulders wins. It's a great sport because it's just like half court you played as a kid. Like, as soon as you get it over the three-point line, you go back the other way. So they're actually still playing defence when they're on offence, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like you don't stop and admire your shot and put on a big dunk and then stand under the rim. You've actually got to get back and start defending because they just throw the ball straight out the circle and then the time clock starts again and she's fully into it, mate. It's a great sport. Played a little bit of three on three? A hundred percent, mate. Always. Mm. Always. Mm. I even had a crack at it my last, um, even though my knees were knackered, I went down to Dunedin and my son and his flatmate, Tony, young Tony, she, um, she wanted to come down to the gym and have a crack at us. Me and my son were playing a bit of three on three. He gets really annoyed with me because he calls me a cheat. So he ends up sulking and, and goes and sits sits down. And this young girl, Tony, came up against me. Oh, it was a mess, mate. I gave her a couple, gave her a couple of fouls, and then that was it. Was all on. She wouldn't take a backward step. Yeah, yeah, mate. But I just I ended up just <laughs> laughing too much. <laughs> Wait, you so know? you you made a mess of her, or she made a mess of you? <laughs> no, no, she didn't get no the other way. That's right. Yep. You want to you want to get some fouls over. going? It's easy work. I used to battle my mate called Simon. He used to cross him over and, you know, little step backs and do little things. And, yeah, he used to be quite good. I used to have a mean battle against Simon back in back in the Hawks Bay. Do you know there's actually a video online, like there is so many of, of your your videos, Izzy. You, Sam Whitelock, and I want to say Ryan Crotty, um, mm-hmm. at that half court in, uh, you know, by Geraldine, St Albans Park? Yeah. And you guys yeah. are putting yeah. up some shots and talking about... That's when the Crew Slayer clip um, emerged. You talking about your boat and, gee whiz, there's some bricks being thrown up in the background of that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm bricks. Let it rain. But I'm a, I'm a sport admirer, mate, and it's um, I'm just watching this game. And there's some good skills there. Canada, they should, you know, if we're going to put it in perspective, they should be pretty good at the sport. Yeah, Andrew but Wiggins' sister's Ken, out there. Mm, the Kiwis are uh, Kiwis are flying, so we're supporting them. Good work, lads. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we're flying on the middle tally. Give your tech the winning edge this Commonwealth Games with the experts at No Leaning. Radio. Does your field of dreams need an upgrade? Win a complete community sports field renovation with SCNZ and PGG Rights and Turf. We'll hear more about that in the next wee while. Go to scnzradio.nz and head to the win page if you want to find out what's going on there. 22 away from 9. More medals tomorrow morning. We can promise you that. I'll never get sick of that sound. And after this, it'll be the sound of Formula One. There's not a lot we can do. Apart from gear, Aroha Hathaway in the studio for all things Formula One update. 21 away from 9 on ECNZ. Silver Ferns did a hell of a job dispatching their group match against Malawi this morning. Now, right now in the other ball sport, the women's 3x3. New Zealand actually having a little run back, a little comeback here. They're down 10-12, so Canada leads 12-10 there. Beach Volleyball, O'Day and Fuller are going very strong in their match up against Tuvalu, so hopefully they'll close that out in straight sets. And it's Australia leading the Black Sticks men in their pool matchup over there at the Commonwealth Games. But that's 16 away from nine. What does this mean to Araha? This means it's usually one o'clock in the morning and I have my eyelids open with 
matchsticks to watch the start of an F1 race. It also means Lewis Hamilton in my head, but more recently Max Verstappen. Does he catch him, Lewis Hamilton? Not this year. He's catching him. He there's, was still. There's daylight between Verstappen and Hamilton. So there's a whole year's worth of daylight between the two of them. Mm. Max has been amazing this year. I'm, he's also been really pleasant to watch. And I don't just mean easy on the eye. He's been nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually been, he's been real. It's funny. It's like they had this big, you boys, they had a big bust up last year. Everyone smacked each other in the face and now we're all friends again. They mm. pat each other on the shoulder and hug Are you going to say bum? No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and it's nice to watch. It's actually much more pleasant unless you're a Lewis Hamilton fan in a Dutch race paddock, then that's not fun. But this season's been uh, fun. Even if you don't... Fire. Yes. Is, is Lewis going to carry on? Oh, absolutely. Is he going to carry on? He's still got a lot, 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 lots left in the tank. Is it a car problem, or was he just not driving too well? Oh, no, he's driving the snot out of that car. That car is mm. not... Like, if we look at the start of the season, they were finishing maybe a minute behind the guys in front. And now that gap's down to 10 seconds and it's the second mm. race in a row that he's finished second on the podium from sixth. Lewis is the kind of guy who starts last and wins the race. And I think that you could put down to his driving as well as the car. But now he's got a crap car and he's pulling off second places. He even said during the race, they said, where did you find the speed? And he said, I don't know, but I'm grateful. He's, he's just on another level. Can we bounce through a couple of topics that sure. our fair weather F1 fans seem to come across on our F1 memes and F1 wags <laughs> Instagram page? Um, right. The, the number one thing I'm curious about is Ferrari. Because the bloke with the curly hair... Matteo Bonotti. He seems like he's under a hell of a lot of pressure because the car's fast. Charles Leclerc's a bit of a freak by all accounts, but they can't win races. <laughs> yeah, his straight hair used to be straight. No, he did a really good job of trying to defend the team this week because they keep... I don't know if everyone likes to throw the Italians under the dramatic bus. They're always making fun of their strategies going wrong. Be and racist if you're doing that. I think they just... They don't like... the. It seems a bit dramatic. You know, it's like in sport, we want it to be hard and fast. And they, they seem a bit dramatic, but they're speaking all these different languages and sometimes the strategy doesn't look clear to us. And then they stuff it up and put the hard tyre on at the last Formula One race. And I think they... Sorry. I think their strategy wasn't the race that they got wrong. I think they used the wrong tyres in qualifying that left them short a set of better tyres. Oh, they ran out of resource. And they probably had to use the hards. What about the the drivers that, you know, like there's daylight between Verstappen and... and, uh, Everyone else in the world. Well, Hamilton's not too far off, but... What about the drivers changing cars sort of this time? You know, like Alonso's just been named to drive with oh, Aston Martin. In Formula One, there's always silly So they just, they just say, right, you're not going all right in that car, and they put their hands up and say, I'm on out of that one, I want to go in that one. It's funny, isn't it? Because unless there is a seat to go to, you, don't, you can't leave unless they tell you to go. So you're either being fired and let go, or there's a better offer on the table. It's a lot like radio. And <laughs> you're not worth more until someone says you are. So at the moment, we've got these drivers coming through. It's kind of the wrong time to be a young driver coming through because F1's full of young drivers in fast cars, not just in mm. development squads. So, you know, we've already got a Lando Norris and we've already got a George Russell, you know, the guys in Mercedes now. And we've got 
um, Alex Albon back in. So all the young guys have filled up the seats. Pierre Gasly's already there. So where do you stick someone like Oscar Piastri, who is an Aussie driver, he's 21 years old, he's won Formula 3, won Formula 2. Is he ahead of Liam Lawson? On the, he's, 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 he's won Formula 2. He's oh, won wow. the championship. He's won Formula 3. And then Sebastian Vettel says he's going to retire. So imagine Fernando Alonso sitting there going, I can so stay. I can so stay. I'm turning 41. I can stay. Come on, Alpine. Keep me. I'm faster than everybody else out here. Seb leaves, and now he's got more ammunition in his pocket to negotiate and decides to up and up sticks. But it's a thing in Formula One. Around this time every year, it starts to, you know, people are looking mm. for better deals and looking to see who's going where. And Sebastian Leaving has maybe opened up a seat for Oscar Piastri and Alpine. Not everybody will agree with me. Um, and that's Formula One. It's very passionate. Yeah, well, that's what they reckon. They reckon that's where um, pa- Piastri's going. He's, he's off to, to Alpine, so... Um, well, he he drives for their development team, so it wouldn't surprise me if that's who they've got in there. What but about then, what about Daniel Ricciardo? Where's he going? Is he going to be like driving in supercars or something next year? Because I mean, everyone loves Izzy. You love Daniel Ricciardo. He seems like a loose bloke. Mm. He seems like a great hang, but he doesn't seem to be driving very well. Have you watched him, Izzy? Do you know who we're talking about, Daniel Ricciardo? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's been from Red Bull. He's won a couple of Red Bull. He went Alfa Romeo, and now he's with McLaren. Yep. Yes. But he, yeah, I was going to ask that question too. Like, he's obviously won a couple of wins with Red Bull. He's had a lot of um, success, but he just hasn't been, you know, where he needs to be. Is it like it's it's, it's obviously a car issue? There's so many things with the cars, but no, obviously he's lost a bit of confidence too. You I feel don't like think he it, just. I don't, think it is, I don't think it is a car issue for Daniel Ricciardo. Mm. I think it's I left Red Bull issue. He People who watched um, Drive to Survive, I always want to call it something else. I, I, anyone who watched Drive to, to Survive saw Daniel Ricciardo make his decision to leave Red Bull. But if that's when you started watching, you haven't seen Daniel Ricciardo run, mm. win races. He was manic behind the wheel. He was incredible to watch. Um, t- doing incredible overtakes, fierce, um, robust, fearless. And we, if, if you've only watched from Drive to Survive, you haven't seen the seasons where um, Daniel Ricciardo really knocked the snot out of Sebastian Vettel in mm. Red Bull when he came along um, before, in the season that Sebastian Vettel decided to go to Ferrari. So he is a monster behind the wheel. And then he left Red Bull and he hasn't been able to make any of the cars that Was he not getting in. paid enough? Why did he leave? Max Verstappen. So Red Bull had got Max. Max is one of their goals, I think, was to try and make Max the youngest world champion of all time. Sebastian Vettel had 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 taken that away from Lewis Hamilton that title. And I think Daniel Ricciardo. I think I think remember Christian Horner saying something like, "I think he ran from the fight." Max Verstappen mm. came in and was being given preferential treatment it looked like compared to Daniel Ricciardo who would now be the old guy right he'd be the senior driver and it's that old storyline that you you can get to play in the Formula One um, racing games you know old guy versus new guy versus the rookie and, and egos and who's being treated properly and he sounds like the NRL lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, sports very dramatic okay quick fire before we go they're in their break now the next race is Belgium GP end of this month if anyone was to catch Red Bull and Verstappen, who would it be? Ferrari. Still? I would take uh, Charles Leclerc and his Ferrari, but not the rest of his team, 
as the winner any day. And who's the best looking Formula One driver? Charles Leclerc. <laughs> he looks like Harry Potter wow. if Harry Potter was hot. <laughs> I thought you might. I thought you might have went Carlos Sainz. Well, they, it's a very awkward thing for me. I wanted to say Seb Vettel because I'm old and Charles Leclerc is a twelve-year-old. So now you've just made Auntie feel weird. Thank okay, you. eight and eight from nine. Unfortunately, the three x three women have lost to Canada, so they'll be playing off for bronze. Uh, the Black Sticks hockey guys are down four one against Australia, but the beach volleyballers are about to win a straight sense against Tuvalu if they can close this set out. Seven away from nine. We'll keep you updated with Commonwealth Games throughout the morning. Thank you, Araha. Wonderful. A little bit of F one. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.